Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland. Oh, 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 he's the worst Red Raider, unbelievable! The Scarlet and Black are back on the final bowl club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Let's meet today's hosts. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into another installment of the Guns Up Nation podcast. I am RC Maxwell alongside Tobias Bass down in H-Town, a city that a lot of tech fans aren't happy with right now. But Tobias, how are you doing? And maybe not your city. Um, I'm not happy right now. Okay. Um, I'm not happy. I have no weather report. The weather sucks out here. It's not It's not good. Uh, here. At least not in Houston right now, but... That's what it is. I'm going to tweet now. If you go to U of A's, don't text me. Don't message me. Don't <laughs> add me and nothing. Don't do not don't do anything because I'm getting a bunch of messages right now. Don't talk to me. So that's, that's how I'm feeling. And for those who don't know, we are recording this podcast right after Texas Tech lost to the number 17 team in the country. That is obviously the Cougars of Houston, and that's why Tobias is so upset. Texas Tech lo- loses 64-53. Um, and there's a lot of thoughts. We asked for y'all's thoughts over on Twitter, um, and we'll be answering those. And Tobias, I think we can tell everybody what we're going to be doing now um, from now on, especially during Big 12 play. Tobias and I will be live over on the Facebook page after every game for post-game um, kind of basically podcast, but it's just going to be a post-game show. And uh, Tobias and I are going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like from Texas Tech. And right now I feel like there's a lot of dislike in what Texas Tech did today as they lose by 11 points to the number 17 team in the country. But Tobias, let's uh, recap some stats real quick for the people out there. You're looking at the Red Raiders. The leading scorer once again was Mac McClung, and he was anything but efficient tonight. Three for 11 from the field and 10 of 14 from the free throw line. And Tobias, real quick, you can tell me if I'm wrong or maybe I'm just being too hard on the guy. You're, I know you're friends with him, but you're also a realist when it comes to this stuff. Um, that was Kyler Edwards' worst game I've seen him play as a Red Raider. Um, no, it was. It was. He was awful um, tonight. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to be critical of the guy, but at the same time, you, you have to be honest. And he just, he didn't play well. Um, at all he only technically had one turnover but it seemed like a lot of the turnovers tech had um i'd probably put in the five to six range yeah passes from kyler edwards that guys just couldn't get their hands on or it was a difficult catch or whatever it may be but what really stood out to you about what happened to texas tech down in fort worth where really in the first half to bias it wasn't even a contest it it, it looked like it looked like tech just stayed in lubbock for the first yeah. thirty minute or first twenty minutes, and then they decided, "Oh crap, we got a game in Fort Worth." Because I, I thought, I thought it was it was getting close to twenty. I said, "We're, I said, we're not going to go down 30. I was like, I, "It was it was looking like that for for a second, but but still, I mean, you were talking about Kyle a little bit. Um, I, I, I agree. I think that was definitely probably the worst game that I've seen from him. Um, you expect you expect better things from your lead guard, especially he's the most experienced player on this team as far as being in the tech jersey. This, he's a junior now. He played in that national championship game two years ago. He played a lot of minutes last year. You expect him to just period, just be better. You know, I expect him to be a lot better than what he was today, especially on a big stage like this against a good, tough, physical team. You know, you and Vase play a similar style that we do. They have a great coach. They're tough as hell. They um they guard and they can they make shots. I just expected him to be better. I know he will be better going forward, but it's kind of just 
frustrating when you see him play that bad at such a big stage. But um, to answer your question, far what I've noticed, uh, Tech in what three years we've lost eleven guys. You do the math; that's basically around four starters a year, roughly. That U of H team, other than number twelve, Tremont Marquis from Houston, a bunch of those guys are juniors and seniors. They've played a lot as freshmen. They played a lot as sophomores, and they're back for their junior and senior years now. They played a lot, and it's tough when you're when, what the guys are started today. You have PV Silva, Shannon, Edward, Shannon Edwards, and McClung. Three of those five guys were on this team last year. I'm not trying to make excuses there downplay the fact U of H is a really good team. We all got to see that, but it is different when they're that attacking style that they like to play. They've been in those they've been in those games before. A lot of these guys that played, they some of them played in that sweet sixteen game, although they were on that team two years ago. They played a lot of minutes last year and they had a really good team. So this team, you know, they've they're very experienced. And when you have a young team like Tech or a team that doesn't have that much chemistry, these are the type of things that happen. You look at Richmond. I tweeted it out earlier. Richmond was going to upset Kentucky today. Why? Richmond is playing with a bunch of freshmen and grad transfers who's never played with each other. Richmond has brought back 98% of their scoring. Those are the type of things that happen. Same with Ted. You're bringing back a very experienced Houston team. And the game plan was just perfect. You looked at – they played with four to five guards majority of the time, pretty much. And it's hard when they're running a five out and Silva has to guard one of their wings, their tallest player on the floor, quote unquote, who is a wing who can put not only can he put the ball on the floor, he can shoot and create his own shot. It's tough. You put Joel out there, it's the same issue. So now what happens? You have five out, you have bad and short rebounds. They can just slip right behind them, get the offensive rebound, lay it up. It's harder to rebound out of that five out because there's no one in the middle of the paint. So when they get by Silva, it's a layup. No, he's Mac or whoever's in the corner, they're too far away to come help. So that's pretty much what I've noticed about it. Yeah, one of the things that I noticed, um, and you talk about it a little bit, the game plan, I thought it was really well done by Samson and crew. You know, a lot of those guys, like you mentioned, have been together, but also at the same time, their coaching staff has been relatively together for yeah. long periods of time. I mean, you look at it, yeah. two of the guys that were talking about it during the broadcast um, played for Samson at Oklahoma. So they know exactly what he's trying to do. Um, the one thing that just bothered me the most, and it was just infuriating to watch, was – the ineffectiveness when it came to ball movement. It seemed like everybody that touched the ball, Tobias, was either standing at the top of the key for a good three to four seconds, looking mm -hmm. around, loved that aspect of it, maybe a little bit too long in terms of holding the ball, but then they had to get three or four dribbles in each time. It wasn't a touch-and-go situation. Everybody had to – I understand one dribble, but it seemed like Mac McClung was up at the top of the key for days at periods of time yeah. where he was just trying to dribble out the clock, it seemed like, and to get an inefficient shot. And, I mean, you look at his stat line, again, he went three for 11. Thank God he went to the free throw line 14 times. But you think about that, and then that's another aspect that just bothered the hell out of me today. Tobias, they shot 54% from the free throw line today. There's no way in yeah. hell you win those games against good teams. Nope. You just don't. When nope. you get free yeah. points, you cannot – you know, not get them. There's one of those things. And this is, again, another issue that Tech has from last year. You remember early on in the year last year, Tech couldn't shoot free throws to save their damn lives. And now, again, they have the same problem. And maybe it is because they're young. Um, but at the same time, there's guys like McClung that missed four. Okay, four out of yeah. 14. I, I don't love it, but okay, that's fine. But Kyler yeah. Edwards, we're looking at Kyler Edwards right now. He went 0 for 3 from the line. PV oh, went 0 for 3 from the line. Santos Silva missed his lone free throw. I mean, you're looking at this and you're expecting guys like Kyler Edwards. I'm not expecting you to make every free throw. I'm not. But if we're talking about Mac McClung and Kyler Edwards going 10 for 17 from the free throw line, 
No, yeah. that's just not how that works. You're, you're no, supposed to be going at least, at least 12, 13. And at that point, maybe even 14, because again, they're human, they're going to miss some, but the percentages should be higher than that. And another thing that bothered me, um, and you talked about a little bit, I think it was part of the game plan for Houston and damn, did they do a great job of it? Um, it was the rebounding that tech refused to put bodies on guys. And that pissed me the hell off more than almost anything other than the inefficiency on offense was they just couldn't find their guy. Just all no. you have to do is put your butt on the guy. You know what I mean? No. And they just refused to do that. They couldn't find their guy. There was a lot of loose balls underneath and it seemed like 80% of them went to Houston. And another aspect um, that I thought was very uncharacteristic of tech and you can tell me if I'm wrong or maybe I'm just, you know, overhyping it a little bit. It seemed like Tech couldn't hold on to the damn football. Or not football, but basketball. Man, look at that. Literally had a yeah. Freudian slip right there from yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, they couldn't hold on to the basketball underneath. It looked like they just I – don't, I don't know if they were playing with the soapy ball or what, but it, it literally they just couldn't hold on to it. And that caused a lot of runouts for Houston to allow them to get their offense set up. And getting their offense set up, as you mentioned, was the absolute nightmare for Texas Tech because they had to put Marcus Santos Silva, who really was the only guy that could rebound for them in the first two games, yeah. um, in a really bad position where he was on the outside of the perimeter. And if he got switched to a guy that had any kind of handle, which was very often today, um, yeah. he was in a rough spot. And, and it wasn't his fault. It was just great job by Houston. Tech should have obviously you know, countered with something else. But at the same time, you have to have Santos Silva down there for rebounding purposes and it was just you know you're stuck between a rock and a hard place if you're Texas Tech um, and I thought that coach Beard as he always does had a great game plan coming out of halftime made great adjustments it got down to what eight at one point I believe yeah it could have been, yeah it could have been six you missed a couple of free throws in a layup that we should have made but yeah it got down to eight but wasn't that a goaltending call on the McClung where the the first of all um, the block. it evened out it evened out on the yeah. terrible calls. Like that was definitely a flagrant foul on the Houston player that stepped on PV's neck and head. Yeah, was, um, yeah, but then they shouldn't have called that flagrant foul on the block. But at the same block. time on that block, that should have been a goaltend because if you look at the left hand of the center for Houston, he grabbed the net. So it doesn't mm. matter if you blocked it, you grabbed yeah, it the net, that's still a goaltending um, call. So it was interesting to me um, that, but it evened out. But what it really came down to was I don't know why Texas Tech was settling so much in the second half. You were in the bonus, I believe, 13 with 13 minutes left, almost 12 yeah. minutes left in the, in the yeah. second half. I don't know why the hell you weren't going to the rim every time. It, even if you take like a bad layup, I'd rather you take a bad layup and potentially get fouled than take a tough three-pointer with somebody in your face or a tough mid-range contested shot. Um, but there was a lot of issues. But anything else that stood out to you? I mean, we got some questions that we want to answer or concerns from um, um, people on Twitter. But anything else that I forgot to mention? Two things. Another thing that stood out to me was, too, I mean, McCullers is hurt right now. He's He probably is, if not our best runner defender, he's probably in the top two to three. I think we probably could agree with that. So yes. with the roster on today, I think Shannon probably is our best on-ball defender, him and Peavy, today, without McCullers being healthy. Who would you say first, sorry? McCullers and Peavy. No, I'm not McCullers, Peavy and Shannon. Yeah, I would put Peavy in a class of his own compared to Shannon. Yeah. yeah, they're the two best for sure. That played today. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shannon, one thing I noticed early in the game, they Sasser, Mills, Mark, DeRoe, and um, yeah, they were targeting Shannon. They were purposely getting the switch. They wanted Shannon to guard him, and they were they were abusing him when Shannon was on defense. They were specifically targeting him. And to me, that's scary when you're 
top two on ball perimeter defenders getting their purpose and they're coming after him. you know most good defenders you know you had to run away from them they were attacking him over and they were taking turns it was over and over and over then I was like he's getting abused so much one he's getting tired because he has to just guard multiple guards who's they play attacking style not attacking them off the dribble possession about the possession I know one he's getting tired and two is kind of a confidence issue too which you know if you keep getting scored on three out of the next four possessions, that does kind of mess with you a little bit, especially when you're supposed to be one of the better, you know, defensive players as well. Then also, I know there's one thing as well. That first half, we couldn't get by anyone. Nobody. McClung, he, McClung he's doing his thing. He can't get by him. Shannon Jabstep can't get by him. The only one that was even getting remotely good looks was Peavy, and that's our freshman. Most of the other guys, especially our, our playmakers slash creators, they couldn't get by a soul. They, they literally couldn't get by any, and that was just – they were clearly, at the time, you know, the tougher team. But I want to point out one thing. Sasser, he came off the bench last year, but he played a lot. He got, he got a lot of his, you know, minutes last year when uh, Quinn Grimes got hurt. So, yeah, he's a sophomore by class. He played a lot of minutes last year. He's 6'1", 190. He's built – he looks like a little safety. So, one, he's going to be a lot more physical, especially with um, McClung and guys like that. They were just overall, not even just him, but the team as a whole, they are just tougher. You know, they, they, and they're, they're, some of their guards, they're pretty big. You know, they were 6'3", six, 6'4", six, across the board. Tremont Mark, he's like 6'5", but they were some strong physical guys, and they were just – they were roughing us up at the first – roughing us up in the first half. We just honestly just couldn't get by anybody, and it's frustrating when you have, like, Shannon. They always can play and help. You see they switch into a zone in the second half, but if Shannon can't make those threes consistently or at least attempt them, his man's going to bring in the help. So when he does kick it to Mac on the wing or PV on the wing and he tries to drive by him, he can't because he's the guy um, – Shannon's man is always in help because he's guarding him from the elbow. He takes a dribble in the half, he's there. The, the, yeah. the corner, so it's hard. Yeah, no, I, I, the thing is I, I don't – and again, I, I am a big Shannon fan, as are you, but I think it wasn't even a Shannon issue today in terms of that hesitancy um, on the offensive end. I think that was just everybody. You look at it from Kyler Edwards – um, there were some shots where I, I was yelling at the television, yelling, Kyler, you're supposed to be the leader of this team. You got to take that shot, man. You can't yeah. go in there and try and look for somebody else. It, it seems like, Tobias, they're trying to make everybody happy. And that was an issue last year that caused this team problems where they were trying to, you know, get the ball to everybody. Everybody gets a little piece of the pie and everything like that. Trying to play buddy-buddy, feed everybody's ego. Um, and that – caused a lot of problems last year, and I wonder mm -hmm. if it could cause a lot of problems this year because you look at the guys on this team. You have Mac McClung, NBA aspirations. Terrence Shannon getting a lot of buzz from the NBA. Peavy getting a lot of buzz from the NBA on a smaller mm -hmm. level. Kyler Edwards trying to take that next jump to hopefully be able to play professional basketball. Topway. Yeah, and Topway. You got guys – on there like Burnett as well who hasn't really done much in the first three games NBA aspirations then you have Santos Silva as well it's one of yeah. those things where there's so many pieces of the pie eventually they just have to be okay forget that guy's ego forget this guy I need to put it on my shoulders and if it works out it works out if not I'll take the blame and I feel like to begin the season I thought that guy was going to be Kyler Edwards and through three games it hasn't been Kyler Edwards Kyler Edwards has been more passive than I've ever seen him before. And to an extent, I understand. You're the point guard of this team. You have to put guys in good positions. But what is the best part of Kyler Edwards' offensive game? Shooting. He may not be mm. the most efficient, but damn it, he can create for himself and he can catch and shoot with the best of them. Um, 
now he's going to get cold as hell. We saw that last year. But when he's hot, he's arguably one of the hottest shooters in the country. So you yeah. have to have that guy because there's not that go-to guy. And we thought it would be Kyler Edwards, but so far it really hasn't been. It's been Mac McClung. And today he was just hella inefficient. He went for 16 points, obviously, 3 for 11 from the field, 0 for 6 from 3, and then the free throw line saved him. And, yeah, I mean, he. I mean, one thing I know with him, sometimes his confidence seems to go – up and down, which I don't like, especially one of my leagues. He's guys. a junior now. That can't happen. He's yeah, no, guy. you're right. Like I, this is this is his team. I think everybody yeah. knows that at this point. This is his yeah. damn team. And if it, if he's not going to show it, I think Beard basically has to have that message with him. And I didn't mean to interrupt mm-hmm. you, but he's got to yeah. have that conversation in the sense of Kyler. This is your damn team. If you don't take it over, I'll make somebody else take it over because you're not doing it. They have to have that conversation. And I'm not even calling Coach Beard out more than I am Kyler at this point because he's talking all this talk in the offseason. And, again, it's only three games in. I get it. Things can change. And maybe I'm just getting a little too mad over one game. That's fine. But it seems like we've been talking about this for three years now with him, basically two. Um, but starting into this year, three, where we think Kyler Edwards can take that jump. He can take a little bit extra on his shoulders. And then he just disappoints. And, and it's one of those things where I think Kyler Edwards is arguably one of the most talented guys on this roster um, from yeah. a college basketball player perspective. He does a lot yeah. of things well, but he's got to take that leadership role and he's got to say, okay, if nobody's going to do this, I'm going to do it. Because he's the guy that can do everything on the floor. He's a solid rebounder. He's a solid passer. When he's, he's a streaky shooter, but I'd rather have a streaky shooter shooting the ball than him just hesitate and shoot it to a guy in the freshman in the corner who's not going to take the shot and then take a mid-range shot um, that's, you know, heavily contested like Terrence Shannon did uh, when he got packed in the first half. I thought that was really the play that turned Terrence Shannon's game around mm-hmm. all day where the confidence just went out the window. Mm-hmm. But Kyler Edwards has to be that guy where he's the leader of this team. One thing I want to see them do too, I didn't see them do it a lot. They did it more in the second half. I want to see them continue to run those horn sets. I feel like that, that particular it. set is going to be one of our most dangerous, you know, dangerous plays are dangerous, you know, things that we run consistently on. I want to see them continue because I, I swear every time we run it, we get a good look. We might not make it all the time, but I swear we get a good look. Most of the time, I feel like we get a good look majority of the time. And I wish they would have ran that early and often, especially during the game. Then one thing, too, this goes to being a younger team and not chemistry. Sometimes I think they got a little bit out of character, a little bit, because U of A's, they were, they were talking and they were getting physical, but some of it, when they were hitting threes after threes, we tried to one match it, and one, we were buying in a lot of the, lot of the trash talking, which I know you're competing and you're competitive. That doesn't really bug me. This, you know, when it was leading to, like, other things, you know, they would go down and force and take a bad shot or they would do a dumb, do a dumb foul. I would – like, they kind of got a little bit out of character because they were playing more of the game, not the occasion, and I want them to – get away from that. But it was just one game. I'm not going to kill him over it, but I was noticing the trash talk. And it's, and it's hard when you're losing by 15 double-digit points. It's hard. But I feel like they got a little bit out of character for a second. Yeah. No, I agree. As I accidentally click an ad while I'm on Twitter right now trying to get these questions for us. <laughs> but, again, um, everybody can send their question in at Guns Up Voice, and we'll answer them throughout the week. A lot of responses here today. Um, I tweeted out, let us know what y'all are feeling or thinking about this Texas Tech men's basketball team real quick. Just going to stop from the jump, Tobias. If there's one that catches your ear, let me know and we can discuss it, all right? Getting that Mm -hmm. Murphy hair, that Murphy dog hair off my phone real quick so I can read some stuff. 
All right. This is from Gage Gregory, Gregor, at Gregory2 underscore Gage. Not liking Kyler refusing to show up for these big games, feeling he hasn't been up to his potential since the NCAA tournament. Um, Swade underscore West, annoyed but optimistic. Um, I think that should is a actually a pretty good way to describe today. Um, Justin or JJKV2, I'm good. It's a long season. They missed 10 free throws and 18 turnovers. But Tobias, that's really what's been the problem the past yeah. Year and a half. I mean, something's got to change at this point, um, if you ask me. All right, moving on. Um, Shot Colin 13 says, not the best offensive showing. Houston is a good team as well. Hate to lose, but I'd rather get these tough learned lessons out of the way now than later in the season. Yeah, I think we haven't mentioned this yet, but I don't think it would surprise either of us if Houston's a Sweet 16 team, right? No, no, they're 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 really good. I mean, they have a great coach and they have great players and personnel. If they can play, you know, that style of play. Most games are going to be a, a tough team to be. I think they're. I think both teams are second weekend teams. Yeah, no, that I mean, and that's that's one thing they were talking about a little bit during the broadcast. They sh- I thought they should have gone more in depth about it. Um, those are two legit teams, as you mentioned. You know, you know Texas yeah, Tech may have really played good. bad today. Um, it'll take them a little bit more time because of the points you mentioned earlier that Houston has been together for two and a half, three years. Tech has only been together for maybe two and a half, three months. Um, but we'll move on. We got at Tech Tina one right now. She says they will learn from this. Have to get better at the line. Too many turnovers as well. Not worried. Yeah, I think um, the free throw thing is uh, really, really um, annoying. And hopefully that changes. We'll move on, though. Oh, go ahead. Because, I mean, the free throw thing, like, we say we're not worried about it. It can definitely be fixed. But, like I said, this has been an issue for a couple of years. And games like that, I mean, one thing we always say, you know, free throws aren't aren't a big issue. But that's been an issue, like you said earlier. It's been an issue for the last couple of years. But there's going to be games like that again. There's going to be games against West Virginia, a tough physical team, Kansas, Baylor, where it's going to be low scoring or, you know, mid-60s. And those free throws are going to matter. So, yeah, this is one game. But we've – I don't think we're starting to see. We've seen a trend of Tech, you know, being bad, you know, having bad free throws. Um, two years ago, we went to the national championship. That Duke Boston game, that, that that free throw, it costs us. And I think that's something they really need to make. Yeah, I think that needs to be a point of emphasis for them going forward is free throw shooting because there's going to be games like that going forward. But I have a question for you. Who do you think – it's only been three games, but who do you think Tech's best shooter is right now? Can I say Marco Santos Silva? That isn't good. Because what I we're talking, we're talking about field goal percentage or what? Oh, um, three point shooter. My bad. I should have specified. Three oh, okay. Shooter. I thought you were talking about field goal percentage. Um, three point shooter, probably McClung. And he's he went over six making, today. Yeah. What I think teams are going to start doing, especially if we are able to get in the lane and start, you know, going to the free throw line a lot, you're going to start seeing teams zone us a lot. And, it, and, and you're going to have to. You're gonna to have to make shots, yeah. Shannon. If I'm if I'm beard, I'm gonna to have to preach. You're gonna have you're gonna to have to shoot, and you're gonna to have to make those. You you don't have to shoot forty percent. We would love that, obviously, but you're gonna to have to shoot thirty four percent minimum, I think, because teams are going to start zoning them. They're, they're going to start zoning them, and if you can't get out of a zone, it's just gonna be super easy, super easy to beat us. They're gonna, I think, because you saw U of H, they went into it at the end. We were getting yeah. down here, getting people on a lot. They switched to a zone, couldn't make shots. We only made what four threes today? Yeah, four. Yeah, four for eighteen, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um it was an issue. Absolutely. Um we'll keep going on. 
um, on the questions. This one's from Peter Puente, uh, Ice D Wizard on Twitter. That's an interesting one. Or Iced Wizard, my bad. Um, I thought it was a capital D. I was reading the wrong thing. Um, he says, Kyler isn't a guy. McClung uh, takes a lot of shots and bad shots and is poor defensively. Free throw shooting looks like it's going to be bad again. The thing is, I think Kyler is the guy. He's just got to realize he's the guy himself. You talked about that earlier, Tobias. His confidence is borderline infuriating in the sense that this guy is one of the most talented guys on the team, but yet he has the confidence each week of a thrilling roller coaster in terms yeah. of he's either on the teacups and he's level-headed or he's literally going on Superman, dropping from the top, and you're screaming for your life. What the hell are you doing? I don't even, I don't even want to bring this story up, but this is a perfect example. Last year, I think it was right before the Louisville game, they had just lost uh, with Creighton in Iowa. Yeah, in Vegas. I saw, yeah, and I saw him. I saw him at the reg. We were talking. It was me, him, and one of his other good friends from Dallas. We were talking. And he was asking me about, you know, the season, how he felt he was playing as an individual in the team. Told him how they were, I thought about the team. We started talking to him. We're talking to him. He's like, yeah, man, you know, my shots just not falling. He literally would not look me and his friend in the eyes because his confidence was so low. It was so low to where he would, he would not. This is a year ago. I know a year makes a difference. But Absolutely. his confidence was so low, he would not look us in the eyes. And for me, that is scary to be one of your – that was a year ago too. But I know that his confidence can get that way. I don't think he's like that now. This is one game. But I don't want it to be that – that to become another issue because yeah. you see there there's guys they have confidence issues and sometimes you know it, it affects them all season long it affects them well after you know you know to the next level it affects them you know significantly I don't want that to be a, a thing for him but I know that his confidence does like to waver and I think this is a time where I think that maybe Beard or some of his teammates can you know relax him or calm him down because you don't because you don't want him Big 12 it's crazy Big 12 play starts in like a week and a half two weeks so you know I don't want this type of how he's feeling today to translate over into that because we're going to be done for if you can't play confident. Yeah, there's a long ways to go before uh, yeah. Kansas and hopefully yeah. a lot of improvement too. Um, this one's pretty good. This guy's um, username is Pizza Hut Tim. Slaps. Hmm. Um, I'm more of a Domino's guy though. How, 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 what's your favorite pizza place to buy? Mm, pizza Hut, I like the sauce, but I think but they Domino's put too much of it though, right? They, I think, because the bread is thicker too. Though their bread is thick, mm, I think okay. that might that might be why. Okay. And they give and they give out free cinnamon sticks too when you when you pick it up when you go in person. So that's not a bad. So so you're gonna go with Pizza Hut? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, maybe. But I think Domino's. I just get tired of Domino's. I like Domino's a lot. Yeah, no, Domino. See, Domino's is good, but the problem is you don't realize how much Domino's you're eating until you're eating all of the Domino's. Yeah, no, Domino's. That's the problem. Domino's. Domino's is really good. Okay. All right. We'll move on. Sorry. Sorry we digressed right there. Uh, Tim Hayes, 22, is his at. We played absolutely terrible, sloppy play, turnovers, terrible shooting, and all yet still somehow had a chance of outside of two minutes to play. Kind of incredible. Team really grew from the loss but could not recover from poor, poor start. I think that sums it up pretty damn well. Yeah. Um, we'll move on. Um, Red Raiders B12 Conference. Um I don't know what this is. It's at Red Raiders underscore B12C. Um, couldn't make a free throw early last year, neither. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, yeah, Heath. Couldn't make free throw. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's infuriating, but it's true. Uh, Heath, at Heath6303, it's basketball, going to have off nights. True, it's just 
it wasn't even an off night. It was just an off half more yeah. than anything. I thought Tech pretty much dominated in the second half. They shot over 50% um, and held – I believe they held Houston without a made field goal for over 10 minutes. Yeah, about to, yeah I was saying it was over, over nine. Yeah, Because I, I believe their last field goal at one point was 14-29. Maybe it was 12-29, and they didn't score 12, again until yeah. – the, they didn't score again until the, the four or three minute mark mm-hmm. um, in terms of a field goal. They obviously had free throws. Um, Drew Parker at Drew Parker, one, two, one, four says, boo, that is all so many things. I think that could sum things up too. Um, RJ at LFC underscore RJ says really disappointing that we shot ourselves in the foot during the first half. I don't think it's indicative of the whole season though. Yeah. I think it was really comes bound mm-hmm. down to, they played really bad in the first half. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, then people, I mean, too, like I said, I'm not trying to make excuses for Tech, but that is, that team is super, you know, they're, they're, they're super experienced and they came in with a really, you know, a really good game plan. I mean, it is tough when they're making shot after shot after shot. We can't make, you know, not anything. That definitely did play a little bit on our confidence defensively because they were just, I mean, they had four or five guys just pretty much, pretty much taking turns and scoring whenever, scoring whenever they wanted at one point. So it was just tough when you have Sasser, 17, Grimes, 15. DeRoe and Graham had eight and nine. Tremont Mark, the freshman, coming off the bench with 11. Caleb Mills, he was one of their better players last year. He only had four. But it's just when you have those many, how many offensive rebounds did they get or just tip outs? They get they got so many because they're playing, they're playing five out. It's just hard to rebound out of that when you're, especially when you're not turning around finding your man and the lane is just wide open. How many times did you see McClung would get crossed over, layup easy to the basket? If he would miss, they would just crash, kick it out three. We saw that so much today. Yeah, and you talk about offensive rebounds. Crazy enough, Tobias, they only op- had two more offensive rebounds in Texas Tech today. Wow. Felt like a lot more. Um, I would love to see how many offensive rebounds that they score off. Like, how many How many did they, did they score? It seems like they, were getting, they weren't scoring. They were definitely getting shots off, too. Yeah, um, looking for second chance points. Texas Tech had 12 second chance points. Take that for what you want. And then they only mm-hmm. had 15. So, I mean, it was a three-point yeah. difference. Felt like a lot more, yeah. though. I'll it give you that. Felt like a lot more. Um, but we'll move on. CC Sports Talk at KGAF Sports says they would be good if they only played Southland Conference teams. Um, we found that guy in the chat, Tobias. We found that guy. Um, we'll move on and not even give him the time of day. Johnny Mel- Joey Melton um, at JoeyTTU01 says, I knew McCuller was a key guy for us, but tonight reinforced that even more. We need that guy back sooner than later. I think that's a great point. I really do wonder mm-hmm. how that would have been different because if you ask me, you talked about it earlier, Tobias. You talked about Marco Santos Silva being on the perimeter a lot more. I think that would have been negated a lot more. I think Marco Santos Silva probably wouldn't have played that much today if Kevin yeah. McCuller was healthy. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that would have changed things a lot. And uh, oh, go ahead. Well, one other point, too, is, you know, Tech, they had seven assists. We've never seen that. Even in bad games where we lose, we always see them have double-digit assists. I want to see more, too. Was it me or what? Some of it was because the ball pressure was just, you know, tremendous on us. We just couldn't get by anybody. But they weren't cutting hard. One, but oh, no. one we were start, they weren't cutting hard. And then, two, we were starting our offense from the volleyball line. It's hard to do anything when you're doing that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was – I was saying that the whole game. It felt like they didn't start the offense, and it was at the volleyball line until with 10, 9 seconds left on the shot clock. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard and, to do. Take advantage. There's only three things you can do at that point. You can either jack up a three, put somebody in a really bad spot, or try to get to the rim, and you just couldn't do that yeah. last option. So you really only had yeah. two options the whole yeah. game. So um, 
really, really frustrating. Uh, the next one we have is from at Justin Meredith. Justin Meredith said, spin zone, we need this loss, okay? You, you, you're you not getting me in the first half. Um, it's good to have our young guys face some real adversity and experience a loss. This will be good down the line. I, I mean, it's never good to lose, but I'm all for the experience in the sense that yeah. I'm good for – I would rather the team – have experience in winning a close game and maybe having to do a little bit extra than losing, but I get where he's coming from in the thought process yeah. and everything like that. Um, we got at Cole Johnston 41 used to make contested shot after contested shot. And we threw away the comeback at the free throw line. We'll be fine. I mean, you talked about it earlier, Tobias. It seemed like every shot or every three they had in the first half um, that was contested went in. And again, he mentioned yeah. the free throw line. It's going to come back to bite tech. And today was one of those days. This team, I don't know if I don't think they're that good, but they played similar to what Baylor did last year. They had four guards, and they were just attacking you left and right. And then, like I said, sometimes most teams, they don't have three or four good on-ball defenders to guard four guys at once. When you have Grimes, Sasser, Mills, and DeRoe on the floor at the same time, and they're all attacking your defenders at once, it's just kind of hard. But then, like I said, the rotations were so bad. In the first half, you have guys that just – They'll swing it, swing it. Some of the third guy, he's just skipping across court. He's wide open. He has enough time to dribble, then shoot. You know what I mean? They were so open. And, that, and then you give a good shooter an easy shot like that and get him in rhythm, it's going to be tough for you. Yeah, absolutely. Next next uh, comment, I should say, this was from Jeremiah Fincher at Coach Fincher on Twitter. This game was a little un under comfortable. Man, that was hard to read. Um too early for a wake-up call, but it gives them momentum to work harder. They played terrible, but still should fight. Beard will get them into shape. Agreed. I mean, you have one of the best coaches in America. That's a big deal right now. Uh, the next one is from Rieno Barbecue. Rieno at Rieno BBQ. Good fight so far. Don't see a guy that is the guy. Hopefully a team of a lot of new faces can get that chemistry down quickly. We discussed that earlier. The guy on this team is Kyler Edwards. He just needs to prove it. He's got to be right. that guy, and he's got to step up and do it. He can't fade into the background. He has got to be the guy that says, all right, damn it, give me the damn ball. I'm going to go get us a bucket right now, period, yeah. end of story. And if you don't have that guy come December 19th against Kansas, it, we're, we're in for a long Big 12 slate. I'll tell you that right now, yeah. um, unless something clicks really quick. Um, Tyler Cooper's next, at flow underscore Y underscore D, little dose of reality after playing the equivalent of some barber colleges. Damn, the disrespect. Didn't Sam Houston State beat us in baseball, guys? I mean, they're not a barber college. My goodness, you can get a normal degree there, I think. I'm yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> Steve underscore O at Steve underscore O. Looked like they were just happy to be a Big 12 team for the first 30 minutes. Yeah, the first 30 minutes was absolutely terrible. Um, Houston L at Texan in Texas. Um, I would assume so. Um, Still working on chemistry. They'll be fine. 20-plus team. I agree with that. I think, I think mm -hmm. Tobias, we talked about it earlier. If there was one game you were going to lose in the non-conference schedule, it was going to be this. You just hoped you looked a little bit better than you did, and unfortunately you didn't, you know? Right. Um, Jordan Elam has two. At Coach Elam, still can't shoot consistently and still have no inside presence. I wouldn't say that. I think Tobias talked about that in terms of the five out um, that Houston was running. It just negates the guy that typically is a post presence. Yeah. Um, mm. And then his other one was also top-rated recruit ever sure isn't seeing much playing time. Yeah, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't play well. I mean, 
I mean, he hasn't played just, well all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't games. played well all year. Because he's, he's one of those guys, too, we're speaking about, you know, people able to get by each other. He's a combo guard, right? One big thing you look for in combo guards is, one, their obviously playmaking ability. But, two, you look at some of the better combo guards, not only just in the NBA, but just in college basketball. One thing they do well is they're able to get by people. They're able to get by people and get in the lane. Even if they're not efficient, they can at least get by someone and just put massive pressure on the defense. I mean, when he can't get by anybody and he's, you know, he's turning the ball over, it's, it's hard. To, it's, he's, he's unplayable. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't, I can't play him, especially in the game like that, where the game was just super tough and physical. He was – I don't think he's ready to play, and that's the reason why he didn't play the whole second half. Yeah, no, he, he needs a guy that's more ball dominant beside him. Um, yeah. You know, and that's why he was good in high school. He had Jalen Green. That's why he was so good in high school. Exactly. And I don't know if Tech has that ball-dominant guy because of what the offense is supposed to be. Um, will Namari figure it out? Absolutely. He's too talented not to. Um, but there's going to be some growing pains, just more than we thought um, from him. He's just he's going to make an impact this year at one point or another. We just don't know when that's going to be, and it might not be early on. Um, right. We'll move on, though. Mark at WTD2301. Early testing shows what needs to be worked on. Tech has to capitalize on mistakes and get back to being the street dogs. Put work today. Grant Lasselli at Grant Lasselli. Um, team figured it out in the second half. It's a long season. We just have to hit jump shots. Easier said than done, but I agree. I think that's one point that um, really just bothered me the most is like it's not even making the jump shots. It's just taking the damn things. Like yeah. they damn near refused to take a jump shot today at some points. And the only reason they did take the jump shots was because they were open by, you know, a good 10 feet or they had to with the shot clock running down. It seemed like um, they just have to shoot more and that will allow the lane to open up. And that's where tech is at its best, in my opinion, where they can drive and kick or they can just get to the rim and let TJ do his thing. Marco Santos Silva do his thing. Michael Peavy do his thing. Mac McClung. There's so many options. Um, but you got to be able to make the defense think you can actually make a damn jump shot because you got to take them. Um, Linda Aguirre uh, at Linda AG61, they need to make their free throws. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. definitely something to think about. We, uh, we beating, that, beating that horse. Yeah, yeah, that, that horse is long dead. Um, definitely not able to do anything anymore on that front, on the free throw front. Um, K, at KMill0407, uh, we're going to be really good. Beard's still trying to find his rotation. A loss in November is nothing. I don't think it's nothing. I think if anything, um, I'll spin it positive. I think you learned a lot about this team in the sense of what they need to improve on to face teams that are like Houston, which I think you mentioned it earlier. A lot of college basketball is going to play that way against Texas Tech yeah. in terms of five out. Yeah. So I think it was a good experience against a top-level talent program. Um, that's been together for a long time, good growing experience. And the thing is, if you don't come out and just lay a complete egg in the first half, you probably win that game. Um, or at least come a lot closer and you're within a possession with, you know, the final two minutes left. Um, that's how I feel anyway. Um, but that first half, it just did you in. And I thought you looked like a completely different team in the second half. You shot over 50%. You held them to shooting around 27 that's what Texas Tech does. They make second-half adjustments. It's just sometimes those second-half adjustments are, um, uh, you know, maybe 20 minutes too late. Yeah. Um, we got at TT Solisi on Twitter. Thanking a ton of rebounding drills and free throws galore. Yeah, the free throws, again, coming back. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Jack Isclaw, Isclaw underscore J says, silver-haired official hate us. We aren't making free throws turn the ball over too many times early. Yeah, I, Tobias, do you know how many turnovers they had in the second half? Genuinely asking, I don't know. But it feels like a lot uh, less. Uh, tech? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, de- it definitely was. Uh, I want to say it was like it five or six, right? Yeah, yeah, probably, probably that sounds about right. We definitely had um a lot less than that. I mean, one, some of them because they were getting in transition. But okay. I think with, with Kittles in that second half, you of H, they go 10, 12 minutes without scoring, but we're struggling to score ourselves. Not even free throws included, but we just couldn't get baskets. You know, Terrence misses a layup that would have put us to six. You know, Kyler pump fakes the guy. Instead of him taking that easy mid-range jump shot, which I don't know why he didn't shoot. He loves that shot. He passes in there. That doesn't count on his turnover, but it should have because that was just a bad pass. You know, it was little things like that plus the free throws. Matt goes up there and misses both. That hurt. You know, we, I, I think if Shannon makes that layup, he was playing well after he had that ferocious dunk. Yeah. You were looking at a comeback. I mean, I'm not saying we would have won the game, but who knows? We can get that thing down to 4-2, maybe even tied, and the game is yours. You have all the momentum. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. And uh, trying to go back to find this tweet real quick, um, Carlos Silva from the Avalanche Journal um, just said that Coach Beard on the loss, obviously not our best night. The reason it wasn't our best night was Houston. And again, we talked about that. Houston is a damn good ball club. Um, and it's it, they proved it tonight. I mean, again, mm-hmm. Tobias said it earlier, and I agree with him. I think they're a second half or a second weekend team um, in the tournament. And if you get to the second weekend, shoot, you, you've seen it with Texas Tech. If you get to the second weekend – um, if a ball, if a bounce goes your way here or there, yeah, you're in the final four. Yeah, you know that's just how it works out. Um, but Tobias, again, give give your overall thoughts just one more time quickly here at the end. Um, again, Texas Tech loses 64 to 53 to the number 17 ranked Houston Cougars, and I don't think Texas Tech will go too far down in the rankings. They'll probably stay in that 14 yeah. to 18 range. I'd probably guess they'd be at 18. Um, your overall thoughts on this team and what you're looking forward to when they welcome in St. John's on Thursday night? Um, I mean, I'm, expect, I'm expecting them to definitely come come back and bounce back. I know Bill will have them well prepared, but I'm expecting for them, you know, to play with a chip on their shoulder. They need to continue to play with that chip on their shoulder. Yeah, we have some four and five star recruits, a bunch of you know, super much, a bunch of talent. And the cameras are on us, but they need to get back to why they why they were here in the first place. They've been known as a tough, gritty defensive team. They've gotten everything out the mud from the jump. I think they kind of need a return to them. They have players like that. You know, Santos Silva, he's a grinder. You have guys like that on their team that are built that way. So I think Beer needs to continue to never let them lose their shit. They talk about that on the broadcast. Just continue to keep that chip on your shoulder for the rest of the year, and I think they'll be fine. Yeah, it really just comes down to just being more effective on the offensive end. You got to stop playing and making sure everybody's ego's in check. Everybody should leave their ego at the door at this point. Just take yeah. the best shot that's available for your team and not try and get the perfect shot. The perfect shot doesn't happen very often, and that's what Tech is trying to find, and that's why a lot of these turnovers are happening as well. Um, you just need to trust your gut. Don't hesitate as much. That's one thing that was killing me today, Tobias. I, I saw more pump fakes from Texas Tech than I saw all through the 2018-19 season when they made the Final Four. I swear they pump faked at least 45 times it felt like today. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but it felt like they just pump faked every time they were trying to get a shot off. So just be, just be more persistent. Be more aggressive. You know, trust yourself. Shoot the damn ball and trust the guys that they can go get a rebound and everything like that. 
um, and just play your role. That's what I would say. But again, he's Tobias Bass. You can follow him at Tobias underscore Bass on Twitter. I'm RC Maxfield. You can follow me at RCMB323. Again, Tobias and I starting, what day is that? December 19th, right? That's the first Big 12 game against Kansas. I'm not crazy. I think so. I, mean, I think so. I mean, let, me, let me check real, real quick. You said December what, 19th? I think it's December 19th. Am I wrong? December 17th. Oh. 17th. Okay, December 17th. There we go. Yep. Um, Tobias and I will be doing a live post-game show, much like we do with the football um, over on the Guns Up Nation Facebook page. We'll be answering your questions live on there, voicing our concerns, what we saw. But again, December 17th, believe that's going to be a night game. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be um, against KU um, to open up Big 12 play in KU right now. Looks like they're going to be a top five team in the country after two top three teams or top yeah. four teams in the country um, lost in the first week. So could be a pretty big matchup for the Red Raiders. Yeah, I mean – yeah, it's definitely gonna be a big matchup, but I'm just gonna see how they um how they respond going forward. I think they'll be fine. Beard will definitely get them in check, but I think they need to, they really need to get back to who they were from the jump. Yeah, no, that, that that's just stick to your identity, be who you are, don't try and do too much, and this team will be fine. Again, he's Tobias Bass. You can follow him at Tobias underscore Bass on Twitter. Um, at RCMB three two three. You can follow me on Twitter, and then go follow at Guns Up Nation at Guns Up Nation on Twitter and Instagram, and then over on Facebook as well. And like I just said, Tobias and I will be doing Big 12 post-game shows for basketball as well once that happens on December 17th. That's all we got for today as the Red Raiders lose. Um, not a very fun game to watch if you're a Red Raider fan. Yeah, uh, 4-53. But we'll be back sometime this week as uh, we'll talk a little bit Texas Tech football, what went down in Oklahoma State and then look forward to Senior Day at Jones AT&T Stadium against the Kansas Jayhawks. He's Tobias Bass. I'm R.C. Maxfield. Y'all stay safe, guys, and wear a mask. We'll catch y'all next time. Thanks for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the podcast hosts and do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tech University or its affiliates. Visit our website at GunsUpNation.com for more Texas Tech news. Thanks again and Guns Up.